Hey guys, this is uh, Dear Scooter. Uh, we're proud to present, Sleep With Me podcast is proud to present Game of Drones presenting a Napcast. This is just a couple segments of uh, Game of Drones episode towards the end that you might not have heard. In about a 20 to 30 minute segment, perfect length, hopefully to take a nap to. Now it's nap season, Thanksgiving you might not need this nap cast, but maybe, uh, what is it, the cr- crazy uh, buying stuff Friday. You might need it Saturday, Sunday, whenever. Go ahead and tuck it away, you know, for a little mini hibernation, right? And uh, if this, you're randomly finding this, this is a little segment of the Sleep With Me podcast, the podcast to put you to sleep. You can find it on iTunes, on any podcast thingamajig. Or www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Hello again. This is Lord Tommen. Uh, saying hello. I hope uh, it's almost like we're becoming friends. Kind of. I hope we're friends. But we are, we're, you know, or acquaintances or something such thing. I'm not best friends like my best friend. One Sir Pounce. And the reason I'm here is to tell you another tale of brave Sir Pounce, the bravest cat in the world, and the best friend a boy's ever known. And that's Sir Pounce, and I'm Tommen, his best friend, and the mayor. Oh, hi, Sir Pounce. Sir Pounce, oh, he's rubbing his face against my arm. And that's Sir Pounce saying, Hello, Tommen, you are right. I, or something such thing. And now Sir Pounce is curled up next to me, looking at me and saying, What are you doing? Scratch that part of my neck that's close to my ears and do it gently and with your thumb and your finger the way you're supposed to. Okay, I'm doing it. And so now I have time. While Sir Pounce is here comforting me, I comfort you by telling you a tale of the greatest, you know, the cat that beyond all cats, that, you know, the greatest cat that's ever been known, the bravest cat that's ever been known, Sir Pounce. And this is the continuing tale of Sir Pounce. And the quest to wait. Sir Pounce's quest to get a, uh, what do you, whisker from a cat in every kingdom. And Sir Pounce told me this tale just yesterday when uh, I was sent to bed without supper for uh, biting a step scepter. I know, Sir Pounce last week told me not to bite anyone, and that sat in my mind, and I was angry at Joff or something, and then, I yes, I bit a scepter. Just, I was curious, I'd never, uh, I, uh, mother said not to speak of it, and they said, go to bed without dinner, and I cried, so, Sir Pounce came in my room to cheer me up, and he told me this tale of when he was in a place called The Reach, and he went to a place called High Garden. Sir Pounce said he'd never been there. He heard many tales of a place called High Garden. In his mind, he pictured a beautiful garden, somehow lifted off of the ground, and he was curious how they would do that, whether they would do it with uh, metal chains or platforms or build it up or some sort of magic floating. He said it turns out that it was just a name. Uh, the, the castle has many gardens and it's high on a hill, but he wasn't allowed. But he said he went into this, 
And he said, for miles around this reach, everything growing everywhere is wheat. And Sapout said, there's good things and bad things about fields of wheat. And he says, when you first get in there, you know, it feels good. But then things start to stick in your fur and it stops feeling good. But Sapout says, it's also a good place to take a nap for the wheat gets warm by the sun, but not too warm. And so he said he was taking a nap in the wheat making his way to the high garden, which turned out, uh, technically, I guess it's a high garden, but, and uh, he heard whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And then he looked, and on all the way to the horizon, Sapound said there was thousands and thousands of children and men and women harvesting the wheat. And Sapound said it made this sound because they all went in unison, whoosh, 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 whoosh. And then they would sing a song, a working song, Sapount said. And he said it was a, uh, it was a, he said it woke him up from his nap. He wasn't too pleased. And he said to these people, why do uh, all of you, is this a celebration of wheat? And they said, no, man, this is our job. We're wheat, wheat threshers. We're threshing the wheat and collecting it. And he said, oh, is there going to be a harvest festival for the wheat? And he said, no, no. This wheat's getting shipped to uh, King's Landing, to the Red Keep. We don't get any of it. It's for that darn king, whoever the heck it is right now. Because Sir this wasn't current. So uh, that jerky king, who that's my father, but um, he could be a jerk, it's true. And Sir said, well, what do you, what, you guys all you eat the wheat? I said, no, we'll be, uh, we'll be beaten down and whipped if we eat wheat, we don't eat wheat. We eat the stalks. Uh, we get the stalks. And so Pound said, what do you do with the stalks? They said, they chew them. And then he said, you don't want to know, man. It's brutal. You know, there's a little couple of wheat berries left on the stalk. We use those. Lots of porridge, man. It's it's uh, poor bread porridge, we call it. And it's terrible stuff. And, uh, you know, just get out of here. Because, uh, you know, they had never made a cat work before, but you look so healthy and brave. They might just put you to work. And Sapphire said, I don't like this one bit, man. So you just do work all day. What do you get in return for bread porridge? And they said, it's, uh, you know, you're born into this work, man. You know, that's how it works. You're born. You know, if you don't got a job, they kick you out of here. And then you don't even get any wheat berries, wheat stalks. So get used to it. And Sapout said, listen, man, I've been walking and napping, and be honest, I ate some of that wheat, and it uh, probably needs to be, I can't, cats don't eat wheat for a good reason. But, uh, you know, my, uh, I'm looking for some companionship, some other cats to talk to, have long conversations with after my nap. I was dreaming of this cat, and she was the color of wheat, uh, you know, golden and lovely, like when before I saw you people working, it made me depressed. And the wheat was just by itself, like amber waves of grain, man. You know what I'm saying? And the guy said, "Oh, I know what you're saying. That's like the uh, royal cat, 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 Katarina." And uh, they Pound said, "Well, where do I find it?" They said, "High garden, in the high garden." But sometimes she uh, comes down, and she likes to. Uh, Blending with the wheat and scare some kids, you know, jump out at him. So maybe he'll find her. And just then, Sapout saw out of the corner of his eye 
an amber wave of beauty. And he uh, chased it in and and he just tackled Katarina. And he said, hey, why don't you pick out somebody slightly a different size than you, but almost. And she said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm Sir Pounce. Pleased to meet you. She said, I'm Katarina. I'm busy. I'm here to, you know, mess with some threshers. You want to join me? And Sir Pounce said, I, I choose not to. Because I just can't keep my eyes off of that fur of yours. It's like makes this wheat look disgusting. And she said, well, that's the foundation of our whole kingdom here. He said, yeah, I would throw out your entire kingdom for, uh, you know, just put my head on that uh, fur of yours and take a little nap. What do you say? And she said, uh, you know, normally I'd reject you on principle alone, but something about you, some subconscious level of confidence and bravery that's just mesmerizing. Plus, I like the way you complimented my fur. So, yeah, let's... uh." She said, I'll be back. I'm going to scare some kids. That gets me in the mood for, uh, uh, you know. And that's a, I said, for mood? For what, Sir Pounce? And he said, don't worry about it, man. And then he said, me and her tumbled around. And we were covered in wheat berries. And uh, then I picked all the wheat berries out of her hair, plucked a few more whiskers. And then, Tommen, now I know you're part of the, you know, ruling class, Tom, what I took out, my fur was so full of wheat berries, I went back to the man I met and I shook him out. And his family ate wheat berries for like two and a half weeks. And then the stomachs, you know, then it was not great because they were used to eating that. But anyway, Tom, and that's how I got that whisker. And that's when I tried to do something good, but it probably wasn't, you know, whatever, Tom. And so that is a tale of amber waves of love. I said, what do you mean, Sir Pounce? I thought you were just plucking whiskers. He said, oh, boy, you really don't bite any more scepters than my friend. And then my stomach hurt so because I had, uh, you know, had not had dinner. So I cried some more, and then I fell asleep. And that is the tale of Sir Pounce and the Amber Waves of Love. Thank you for listening to Tommen and the greatest cat who's ever lived, Sir Pounce. Good night. Okay, it's time for my prayers to the gods, old gods and new. Hey, crone, sweet, sweet crone, uh, lovely crone, holy moly crone, uh, Jester, Miller, Smith, Barky. It's me clocking in on the, uh, you know, old god and new gods express. And I'll be honest with you guys, I want to make it quick, I want to make it short, I want to make it sweet. Sweet as the dew of my kiss on the maiden's lips, you know, that I dream about. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys were watching uh, the whole thing with the, there's this red woman. I know it's there's some people that, have, you know, it's the second season, but we're at the fourth season. But whatever, we're starting new. So she's got something going with the nights dark and full of stuff. And uh, she seems like troublemaker gods, this whole new god. She was burning effigies of gods. Now, I did not watch in slow motion crone, but I saw something that looked like the mother and the father and the warrior. I don't know if I saw any crones in there. So uh, I don't know. I hope you guys are okay. That's one. That's the main reason. 
I'm checking in just to make sure you guys are okay. So, um, you're God, so I assume FGs would just like uh, insult you. Uh, so that's that's one prayer. One uh, just prayer of uh, check-in prayer, I guess. Prayer number two is um, we got a second season that just started up. We got this red woman. And her religion, we, you know, we got other religions we haven't covered. We got the whole, you know, the gods we're sick of anyway. You know, we recruited Barky, we recruited the Jester. I made up the Miller and the Smith. You were your original god, or did I make you up too? I don't know, but you're the my gods, and um, um, you know, not a god, but a person that I hold in very high esteem is George R. R. Martin. And I know last season I almost totally messed up the whole Game of Thrones universe and he didn't have find out about it that I know about gods. But then I was thinking about season four and stuff that had nothing to do with season four that I got accidentally set loose in his universe with um, Cat Stevens and Aristotle and the made-up guy pretending to be the hound who's not the hound. So I figured maybe I should kick off a quest to find those guys and bring them in and uh, somehow use that to glorify your names, show you honor, uh, and, you know, maybe tie in this, um, whatever the Lord of Light they call it, uh, uh, you know, you, yeah, sure, it sounds good, the Lord of Light. How can that sound bad? Uh, except when you're burning effigies of gods. That's one that's pretty... Um, Egotistical, I'd say. You know, I'm not. I insult. Maybe I burn God, other gods. I'm, you know, father and the warrior and the mother with my words. But uh, it's not like I'm out in backyard. Well, that one time, but I didn't actually have like life size uh, replicas that I was. You know, so that's so. So that's what I got going. Is um, potentially, if you guys don't like it. Uh, again, I don't know if this is like some reboot situation, like sheep burns effigies of you, like they call it spawning, I think, in video games. You guys got to respawn or something? I don't know. So, but but what I think is I'm going to set things right. I'm going to put this world back in balance. I mean, I'd like to go after the Red Woman and Lord of Life. That's George R. R. Martin's business. So I'm going to track down Aristotle and Cat Stevens. They have a fantasy machine, fiction, um, Kind of like a time machine, a metaverse machine, more or less. They can travel the fictions and the fantasies and um, mess it up. And again, they could be working on some sort of super, like they could be like unmasons, undoing the masonry that the mason, the original OG mason of Westeros, George R. R. Martin, you know, built up stone by stone, story piece by story piece. So I got to, I feel bad, you know, I can't mess his... You, you know, how would you feel, gods, if you were, you know, set up this whole religion and then somebody came? Oh, yeah, I already knew that's why I left the first time. I guess I I don't have a greatest sense of irony. Um, but I figure, like you gods, you don't care about me messing up your religions because you weren't getting the respect you deserved. So, like a new religion that I started. It's just between me and you, gods. You know what? What? There's no way to be, you know, 
putting you guys above the maiden and the father and the mother and the warrior. You know, I was sick of them acting like you were equals when we all knew they thought they were better and they're at the beginning of the prayers. And, of course, they talked to the crone like she saw, you know, baddie. And they weren't joking like I do, like a friendly, like friend jokes, making fun of you like friend would. They're making fun of you like jerks do. So that's what I'm praying in, God's about. One, are you okay? One, uh, B, Barky, where are the DVDs and the books they gave you? Because, uh, you know, really make me look bad. And fines are adding up. I'm, uh, uh, Barky, come on. And, uh, you know, I got to get them back before Jar Jar. That's another thing George R. R. Martin does not need to know about that I'm putting, you know, giving you technology to share with the other trees for entertainment purposes. And, you know, that Groot, dancing Groot I gave you, you know, I'll let you keep that if you give me everything else back, okay? Um, Again, the beginning of this episode, guys, it kind of was like a little bit out of shape. I still am, you know. Not to, As I've said many a time, I'm not praying for me uh, because that didn't work. I mean, if it worked, I would still be praying for me. But, uh, you know, I didn't get those boots. My goats got stolen. I, you know, I ended up with those old people. I thought that was going to work. That didn't work. I got made fun of at the brothels. So praying for me just doesn't work. And uh, so, you know, I tried doing the opposite. That didn't work either, I guess. So now I'm just trying to fix the mess I made. I guess that's my thing. And, and just talk to you guys and make sure you're okay. So... But yeah, oh, the whole thing I was mad about is, you know, my listeners, gods, come on, look out for them at least, please. You know, don't, then we don't have to listen to me. You could, you could make deals with them on the side and say, hey, we'll make sure your apartment's safe. Just don't listen to that nut job because we really, I don't know, maybe you're some sort of, maybe you got an ungod complex, gods, and you just want to be subservient to gods, the maiden. And, um, Father and mother and warrior, mostly those three are on my, you know, list. Maiden, you know, uh, yeah, I'd like to kiss the dew on her lips. Whatever I said it before, I'll say it again. So it's God's. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's I, I don't know. I guess like that's my main thing. Is I'm gonna find Cat Stevens and Aristotle and take. I probably can't take them out because I like Cat Stevens' music. I don't know what happened to him in this universe that he went crazy. And Aristotle, I'm just out. That's self-defense. He said he was going to get me or something. I don't even know what I did to him. But I just want to get him out of this universe, you know, get him back to wherever. Maybe that was when uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, I think they might, that was Socrates, I thought. But maybe Aristotle, they pulled him out. But I'll get it handled. Don't worry, God's. And that's it. Um, thank you for, you know, watching over me. I know I hold it totally bared my soul type situation. That was hard, but it worked out fine. Uh, Maiden, I don't know if you listen to that episode, but, you know, I'm pretty vulnerable in there. And, um, you know, some people find it a reason for pity, but some, you know, 
you know, Baden, I got a soft side, a t you know, mostly it's an angry, hard side, tough, as tough as nails, Maiden, but, you know, you could listen to that, you know, vulnerability, they say it's attractive, honesty, with a little humor. Maiden, I know you like me, just let's forget it, let's, qu let's quit this, uh, you know, messing around and start some real messing around, all right? I'm serious all right, this time, because I know, let's just be, let's put it all out there and um, lie blanket down under the stars and uh, go from there, you know, whatever. We'll talk if you need it, you know. But, man, just, just you know, whatever. And plus, once you listen to that episode, because Barky had an iPod, Maiden, and you're a goddess, too, so maybe you could track it down. And you can help me with those DVDs, because if we're going to be together, you don't want me to have to deal with my library fines. And then I have to use your library card, though you probably got some really good library privileges since you're a goddess. So that's it, gods. Um, crone, sweet crone, thanks for um, not watching uh, the apartments of my listeners that get broken into. But, you know, make sure you sell some books for the listeners that make books and for listeners that dream dreams, you know, don't don't dash them. Rest you too, that goes for, all right? So this is me a little um, chastising tonight, so forgive me. But I'm always in praise. And, you know, I'm just like your lowly servant here. Um, I'm going to fix things that I messed up. And probably, you know, you guys know Jester, that I'll probably make you more bigger mess by trying to fix it. But uh, that's for you guys to, you know, be entertained by my humanness. Or attracted to M A I D E N or however you spell it. Alright, good night guys. I'm out of here. I'll talk to you soon. And you made him sooner. Okay. Because I'm seriously made him a little lonely. Alright, guys, good night.